So the left is uh, the left is uh, would we say the left is in last place as far as uh, moving on from COVID, like the actual left? <laughs> well, here's OK. I'm glad you brought that up. The actual left, because I think this is a good jumping off point for discussing what's going on today, because there is a very important phenomenon that does not get enough uh, credit or research into, because I think a lot of people's uh, um, I don't know what affinity they have for these people, but um, there is a huge problem today with the fake left and what, what I would describe as the fake left as um, the pretty obvious uh, plants. Like it's, it's so bad with the billionaire foundation people, as you can see, and they put it in their Twitter bios where they're like, I work for at NGO. I work for at like quote unquote movement or whatever. And mm-hmm. you follow the money and you realize very quickly that this is an AstroTurf. You know, this is nothing to do with the left values. These people are not connected to a union. They're not connected to, you know, they're not connected to a community. It's like, they've been brought up by these, um, by these foundations and organizations. And, you know, this is why um, I need to plug my, my favorite journalist right now, Corey Morningstar. Everyone yes. has to read everything yeah. by her. Cause you, this is another reason why what's going on Great right name. now yeah. is because the left, um, well, people who are not well-versed with history and that tend to jump on and jump, jump into these, uh, Democrat, um, NGO psyops where all the corporate, uh, corporate political factors all come together. And when you don't understand that and you can't see that, um, I believe at that point when you're not, you, you can't tell if you're witnessing history or if you're watching a PR commercial, because, um, I don't know what we're dealing with right now in Canada. It's, um, it's a really, really sad situation with, them. Um, that's right. You're right in now. That totally changes the whole trajectory of this this, uh, this episode. <laughs> it's not Memorial Day. It's, no, it's, it's not. not actually. He had to work. Right he had to work. He's like, yeah. I have to work. I was like, what kind of sicko yeah. corporation do you work at? He's like, he's like oh, that's Canada. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. Canada's a sicko corporation. Uh, yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby. I can't do that shit. a mass grave being uncovered by a Catholic residential school where um, the Canadian government and uh, yeah. So basically the Canadian government used to, well, the last one closed in 1996. So this is not like that far back, but uh, yeah, basically my point was uh, uh, what we're seeing today is we're seeing the very, very real tragedy going on where there is a real genocide going on against indigenous peoples. But then at the same time, we see almost a, um, like a, a like a parallel, um, not real movement going on at the exact same time. So as you can see, it's these things like, and this is why you know the left is ultimately right on this. I mean, I speak to rightists about this, and they can't understand that there's like, yes, there's a real struggle going on, like a real like national liberation struggle going on with um, with indigenous peoples. But then there's also Warren Buffett funding 
NGOs in Standing Rock to, you know, tell indigenous people. I mean, he brought down Mark Ruffalo, uh, not uh, Warren Buffett personally, but the NGOs brought in Mark Mark Ruffalo to tell indigenous people. This is all covered in Corey Morningstar's um, amazing piece on Standing Rock about how um, there's there's uh, he's he's in there telling indigenous warriors not to not to fight. He says, you yeah. know, nonviolence is the way and, you know, turn the other cheek and all that crap. So what we're seeing with the left today, I think, is that they're conflating real left principles with the fake left um, NGO PR campaigns. And Mm. because they can't see the difference between the two, um, a lot of it gets lumped in together. And like, that's kind of what I've been seeing, at least because there's so many obvious things going on, like people losing their jobs, people, billionaires making a ton of money. But for whatever reason, um, this gets this gets sidetracked into um the ngo sphere where people who have been very suspect for a very long time i mean if you look at their records on other issues like you know 9-11 being a a big one um (laughs) you know they they are very very much so on the uh on the like the official story yeah so (laughs) you know whatever you think about it they're like the the quote-unquote like left gatekeeper like type people follow the official story so i think that's what we're seeing today where um in canada there's indigenous graves uh indigenous mass graves one was uncovered probably all over the place there's more but the left so to speak even though indigenous people like i mean if you if in canada if you have an indigenous friend they'll tell you about like the mass graves that's not like it, it was relegated to urban myth and uh, a very um, important establishment type out here. He wrote a horrible uh, opinion piece talking about how if you think there's mass graves, you're on the same level as like Masonic conspiracies and 9-11 conspiracies and all that. So it's, and that's what I'm trying to get at here is this like, there's the fake left, which is like this guy who's clearly like some kind of like law enforcement officer type posing as a journalist, writing that, oh, if you think that the Canadian state would kill a bunch of kids, you're a crazy person, like, you know, that's not like, you know, no left person would tell you that, you know, maybe a real left person would tell you like, oh, you know, what evidence is there? Or what, like, what do we know about the situation? Who's like, you know, bringing this up versus these people who are like, basically emphatically saying like, this is happening exactly like the, like the TV is telling you. And I think that's yeah. where, what we're, you know, here, I don't think there's anything wrong with people's like yeah. left principles. I just think that they've conflated the TV with reality and what people are like yelling about, like on CNN where they have like the crazy, um, the crazy footage of people like dying, like uh, in Wuhan, the guy like just passing out dying. And like, yeah. I don't know why, you know, people say, Oh, if you see something like that in like uh, in one of these quote unquote, like for the flag head waving anti-imperialist people, I will like never ever doubt anything from those countries. But then of course, when the mainstream media says something here, like you're going to believe that right away. So yeah. yeah, not entirely sure. I don't know. Maybe you guys have experienced something like this where, you know, these like, um, where it's a, it's a totally spectacle, but is accepted in left circles. Yeah. Oh, that's our, our whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, yeah. I was like from the start, I was kind of, we were like, what is happening here? Why is it so easy to fool, to fool people of, uh, in these circles is, is my the left question. persuasion. Why yeah. I think why, it's, so why are, it's so, it's like the, it's like the, you know, the Charlie Brown, Lucy holding football <laughs> thing. It's, it's literally that. Like I know it's a tired, yeah, tired, you know, thing, but it's it's true. You know, it's like mm-hmm. what what's going on, and um and yeah, you just sent me the and uh, 
definitely not you know someone we respect for sure but like the richard wolf professor richard wolf yeah well we we, we can get in that later but later even, yeah I'll, even I'll he say. is like always like the whole perspective is like, all we needed to do is do it a little bit differently and things would have been fine but it was these it was these damn massage yeah. parlors or these or these they, they buy they buy the mainstream you know, narrative like, in real time mm-hmm. and then after it doesn't work right like it doesn't favor working class people doesn't favor indigenous people doesn't favor marginalized groups or anything they're like yeah we didn't do it right like like the government mm-hmm. didn't do it or the state didn't the do bumbling it right began. yeah we, it's, yeah it's, and we it's, talked it's basically to- zero liability for them it's absolutely it's, mm-hmm. it's what american capitalism is and uh, maybe canada's like this too where it's you absolutely. know you work for a company you work for a company under capitalism they're going to find every single way to transfer liability onto the worker right yeah of you course. messed up. You didn't wear your safety glasses. You messed up. You did this. And that's what the left does in terms of COVID, right? Like they that's why mm. they're almost infallible. It's a personal know? failure. Yes. It's always infallible, a person, but they don't yeah. win anything. It's like it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like well, that's like, what I was gonna say. It's like when you're always and let's be honest, you know, it's definitely rough times for the you know, if if you never get any concessions from any politician or anything like that, and you're always you're always on the quote unquote losing side, you get kind of used to that. And you don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not used to you being accountable. Yes. You learn, yeah, where you're like, oh shit, I actually have power now. What do I do? And then you become the thing that you proclaim to hate, proclaim to hate oftentimes, you know? And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's super interesting how, I mean, and we've talked about this before. It's like, if, you know, if your conspiracy takes to like five years out, what good is that? And, you know, it's <laughs> like, and like, you know, I have like friends and family that are like really into conspiracy stuff, but it's always the safe ones that are like, People are hitting me up now, being like, "Oh man, like Epstein, you like you were right about that shit. That's crazy, dude." And and and, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and yeah, the left, and the left, he's dead. Yeah, That's and I was like, here. I am like, fuck kids. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> here I'm like, literally, I swear to God, I'm not even make like four or five years ago. I'm like pulling my hair out. Like, am I in- insane? Like, I'm like, you know, you wake up to that reality, and you're like, is this just like, am I literally crazy, or is this something that's actually happening? So it's yeah, it's just but it's just the way it go- I've learned. It's just the way it goes, and you know, it's it's our curse of like us, you know, us three. Like we just I don't know for some reason like we just kind of hop onto this stuff sooner than uh, you know. I'm I not trying to like the deeper skepticism, deeper skepticism. Others. Yeah, we're we're not willing to. Yeah, I'm not trying to like pump up our sales or anything. No, and that's the thing too is that you know people make it, and this is another issue we're seeing is that people make it like I'm the lone person who sees through it, but like you know I didn't yeah. know you guys before, but you know we all kind of see eye to eye on this stuff, and yeah, yeah. You know, I think if more people were allowed to uh, come together, you know, in church in Canada is like there's still like massive restrictions and such, and it's um yeah, I, yeah. I believe that's that's exactly to stop kind of people coming together and like uh-huh. talking about things to me like hey a lot of this stuff isn't adding up you know there's like mm-hmm. you know so many vaccines everyone's got a vaccine but then they've got a problem with getting them out to people or there's some hesitancy mm-hmm. it's like how are how can so many things be true at the same time where yeah. we're like you know on the brink of like everything's gonna shut down but then like everything's you know it's, it's and i think it's like if you're talking to someone normally and not through a screen, you can kind of be like, Oh, this is like, you're kind of, I think it's like your bullshit detector goes off a lot faster. And you're yes. like, well, this just doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. But, and I think that's why the the spectacle is so compelling. It's because now people have been, you know, locked up for a year and the only medium to any kind of communication is through, you know, their screens, their phones. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've, you know, it's, this is, and this is where you get your, you know, quote unquote trusted information for, um, you know, COVID right away. Like, I mean, if you look into the event 201 um, 
Ooh, let's uh, go. propaganda blitz like that's what they talked about was being the first with the message right well, so it's speak, like a lot yeah speak on yeah, that what for is, people yeah, that event, don't event yeah. 201 we have we haven't talked about that on this podcast what is event ah. 201 before we before okay. we get too uh -huh. far into that so event 201 was a uh, pandemic simulation of a coronavirus um done at the johns hopkins um johns uh, hopkins that's right turn yeah. up yeah bloomberg school for uh, health, um, I think it's like health security or something. So like very spooked up terms. I mean, like you just you dropped know, like three red flags in the yeah. one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, billionaires, so, yeah. university, and yeah. something to do with security. Yeah, <laughs> all sounds so, great. Uh, where can I sign up? Yeah, yeah. and so it's it's really good. It's like a twelve minute video of like the highlights, and they really do go through like all their ideas of how to deal with things as they come up. So it's like a pretty good simulation of like the way things actually went down. So I mean, you know, to me personally, that just kind of like it's kind of like the same thing with the nine eleven like practice run before. So I'm just oh, and that's another thing too, pattern recognition. For whatever reason, patterns you like you just can't look at patterns anymore. Like you can't just see like oh simulation the event. They kind of like seed it into everyone's mind in the media like ten years, twenty years, thirty years before. Then the thing happens, and then it's like you know kind of like oh who could have seen this coming? And it's like well didn't we have like. 10 years of like nonstop zombie movies, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. we did. That's correct. I, yeah. Yeah. And That's, like, no, no, um, I was, you know, what's funny. I was literally, cause I, I, uh, and embarrassingly enough, I am like a walking dead fan, you know, the zombie show. <laughs> and, perfect. and I remember watching <laughs> this. I remember like watching this shit, you know, it's like, it's like fucking fear porn or whatever. Right. And, I remember watching it and being like, you know, this is, is this foreshadowing or is this some weird Hollywood kind of ploy? Like, I was like, cause you know, I'm like, this is a super obvious kind of stuff. And is there something deeper going on here? Is this some, you know, what's really happening in real life here? Sorry to cut you off, but no, yeah. no, that's really true because I think yeah. what the point of a lot of this stuff was, was kind of like to seed into people's mind. That's like absolute chaos, like, yeah. like, you know, rule of the jungle kind of stuff. Like do not like care about your community. Like everyone's out to get you. Cause that's kind of how people like on the left online kind of treat you. Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> like you're telling them this stuff because like, you're trying to personally like ruin them, but it's like, well, I'm trying to inform you on this because this is kind of like the situation that we're all dealing <laughs> yeah. with here and not like, this is like a me versus you thing, but. <laughs> and also there's the fact that like the cdc like has the whole zombie page pandemic preparedness page which nice. is like kind of like their joke like pandemic but it's like a little bit too on the nose i think and i think it's like it's just a yeah. lot of these um like the purge as well that's another kind of idea where it's like oh yeah. imagine if there's no rules because something happened and yeah so it's just like seeding a lot of ideas i think into people's minds mm -hmm. about these yeah things. so it's like life yeah, imitates the art yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the... or, you know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. think about, you know, 1984, 1984, um, George Orwell, he was a snitch ratting on yeah. communists. Um, yeah. Aldous Huxley's father was like a Rhodes Council person. So like, were these people like putting, um, you know, these uh, oh, oh, brave new worlds of Aldous Huxley? Are yeah. they putting these in our in our minds? Because it's like, you know what? Oh, this is just my creative thoughts of you know what it could be or is it like kind of like hinting at like oh this is what it'll be like so like kind of prepare yourself for this kind of so like thinking. crazy the george yeah the george orwell and aldous huxley it's crazy being like a teenager and reading those books and being like oh shit this is fire 
and then becoming an adult and like wait even they're compromised like what the what the fuck you know it's just so crazy how it's like what well, and i think on? it's just because people yeah. just like refuse to see like what the point of all this stuff is like we answer why like why go through all this trouble to like make people like somewhat aware of this stuff and like why put through like all these um not just the movies but like you know the science fiction and uh like i mean the cultural war stuff like what's the point of all this stuff and it's like you know um I think it's because people have turned their backs on Marxism for a, a huge part. They've kind of said that, oh, this is like a European ideology or something or or whatever other weird reasons to discount it. But it's, you know, we need a materialist analysis. Like, what is, why are there billions of dollars being spent on this research stuff? Like, what are they doing with your tax dollars? Like, you know, who is paying all these people to do all this stuff? And like, and if all this stuff that they're paying for, it's not accessible to you. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I got into an argument about, um, there's a MasterCard's um, <laughs> uh, trust stamp initiative where, cool. yes, yeah, super trustworthy. Don't think twice about trust. I mean, you don't like trust. Um, they, uh, yeah. they have, don't uh, like MasterCards. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're also yeah. working on fingerprint cards, by the way. So get Sick. ready for that one. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. At fingerprint card. <laughs> um, Yo, it's, can they uh, chill with changing the credit cards up for five, like the chip and everything? It's just so moving too fast for me now. It's so crazy. I know. To, we get like yeah, 50 like, years of evolution in like, like cash transactions in yeah. like a five year thing. Yeah. Like what? Well, and- <laughs> And that was like kind of shows you the history of these ideas like these this stuff is like all based on like an idea of like you know having people in this completely controlled environment where um you know you have a instead of you know you're paying with real money that like you get paid for through your job you get it through social credit and it's your obedience score and like you know these kinds of societal changes and you know this is what marx kind of discusses like you know he talks about like class struggle and like how the struggle is like one. And I don't think a lot of people view the world as like a struggle. Like every day is being like, you know, the rulers trying to break our backs. Cause you know, they just, I guess, I guess if you look at the world, it's like a movie, you're kind of just waiting for the next act to happen. You're mm-hmm. not like actively part of it. You're not like, you know, your actions yeah. aren't influencing what's mm-hmm. going on. You're a complete spectator in this. Mm-hmm. And um, rather than being as a class struggle, it's kind of like, oh, this is the system and this is how things are. And like under capitalism, people, yeah. like it's like people, capitalists are like infected with this ghost that like, you know, controls them to act for profit. But then you like point out all the times where like, you know, things aren't profitable, like Amazon's not profitable. How do they make so much money? You know, Jeff Bezos' grandfather from DARPA. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that has a little bit more to do with a little bit, whatever plan. Just ruin the entire like, like leftoid thing in about three seconds right there. <laughs> Yeah. But like, you know, Jeez. just read the read the balance sheets. It's like they don't hide this stuff. Like I started reading some business press just because it's like, you know, oh, what's going on here? And you realize like, whoa, the world of the business press, so different than like, you know, leftoid like, you oh, know, yeah. um, essays about what people think things are going on. Like I, I found this. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find the link if I can. It's like from Do- a Deutsche Bank report right at the end of 2020 talking about how like, they just casually put like, oh, decades of worker gains have been reversed because of COVID. And it's like, well, like, you know, it's not the <laughs> virus that undid it. It's the laws that the legislators yes. said that you don't have to follow the Civil Rights Act anymore because COVID. You so don't you, have to follow yeah. the Disabilities Act, Americans with Disabilities Act because COVID. You don't have to worry about OSHA because COVID because it's an emergency. And like that right there is why it happens right there because you have to accept that it's an emergency and then you have to have people who are craven and corrupt enough in office to then you know write that that, that that's okay 
And of course, all this requires like some type of planning to get these like pieces in place. But of course, that would require ascribing intent to the powerful. And that's not allowed because they have a mm. ghost controlling them. Mm. What you just said is, I think, the most important point of this whole thing with the it's not, you know, it wasn't the virus or whatever. It was our response to it. And but that the, that line that that is such a powerful little cheater headline when you're just like because of COVID, you know, unemployment or workers or whatever, you know, X right follows that, and it, that's just not the reality of what happened. You know, it's like there's different places that have handled this differently. Every every state, every jurisdiction is different. You know, so it's it's so like we have to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. and i i see that's a big thing and when i f- like follow people online talking about this they, they make that point that you just made that's like the number that's like the rule number one you know that's that's the whole thing that's the whole it was our dumbass response to this you know that's, that was it mm-hmm. yeah, and was yeah. it done or was this carefully constructed to well, wage think, the class struggle right like that's another thing too I'm, right like i'm interested is this to connected hear, to the class struggle i'm interested that's to hear what debate. you guys think about this because you know i i've thought i was thinking about this and do you think they, because there, what was that project? Project two oh one. Yeah, event two oh one. Yeah, event, event two oh one. Yeah, because I was reading about that. That was a trip. It seemed like either, either this whole thing was manufactured or they just jumped on it. They had the game plan ready to go. It was like an option pass. They're like, all right, if the yeah. fucking, the outer linebacker comes out, we're tossing the ball, and they just they just yeah. toss the ball like it's in the army navy game. Yeah, it's just read option. <laughs> triple option. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There you and go. So, you know, I, yeah. I'll pitch it. I might keep it. Oh, I might they're not. Crashing. Yeah. They're crashing. Yeah. We got to pull it out. Yeah. Then... Okay, but it's so crazy. It's crazy guy. how like Spencer's a football guy. Would you play a little yeah, defensive end or what? Yeah. Offensive lines. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Outside, inside. I may or I yeah. may or may not have racially profiled that. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. May or may not have. Uh, but you heard it here. <laughs> this is a good time to actually introduce you because I, as a bad podcast, I was. I haven't introduced you yet. How far? It's been talking. Everybody's like listening to the newest rare candy a week from now and is saying, "Who is this guy talking?" So uh, this is Spencer Latu. Um, what do, what do you have going on? I I feel like I just found you on Twitter. I was just like, oh, this guy's awesome. Like what what like where did I how did I find you? Like I don't I don't get it. Like wh- who I'm is just, this guy? Uh, I'm just a Twitter guy. I went online to try to find like minded people. Found a, a lot more uh, about how dire the situation was. I was initially went in being like, oh, I wonder if I can get some more people to vote for Bernie. And then I realized, oh, man, there's a lot more to this whole political thing than Straight Bernie up. Sanders. <laughs> and uh, I love it. yeah, I love it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've um, I graduated uh, university um, just trying to, uh, you know, uh, get a decent uh, professional career in this world. Unfortunately, it looks like, you know, as we're, you know, I guess you guys also kind of foreshadowed to the great reset. And that's, I think, where I kind of really took my research um, was to looking into this whole Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution. Those are like the um, the uh, those are the um, those are the ruling class like branding exercises for it to make it sound like less terrible than it is. Kind of like they made like colonization sound like oh we're just going across the ocean like no big deal nothing <laughs> yeah. crazy is going to happen over there and yeah now we have what the world we have today. So um, yeah that was kind of where because I, I had one perspective of the world. Um, Corey Morningstar really opened my eyes to like the levels in which corporations infect even the left, which is, I thought was pretty crazy. Which, you think, so hey, which story, which stories were the first ones from? Oh, Greta, yeah. the Greta thing. Yeah. That Speak, blew my what mind. Was that? What's that? What's that? I actually had a background in environmental NGO stuff because Thur- uh, Thurnberg, I was, right? 
Greta Thunberg. Yeah. The, um, um, yeah. At my university, I was um, very uh, sympathetic to the environmental movement, very, very sympathetic to like the social justice people at the school. But I came in kind of with my own like socialist politics. I didn't really understand history maybe as deeply as I should have at the time. I right, mean, right. didn't really understand how 350, there was a 350 club on campus and you know, 350 is uh, created is by ha- the Rockefeller Foundation. So, is that half much- of the 700 Club, like Pat Robinson? <laughs> who's uh, that guy? Bill- 350 parts per million or something. Who's the guy? Like three- the, uh, Bill. Yeah. Bill. Who's the guy? McKibben. Bill McKibben. Yeah. 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 Don't like. He wants already. to green the Pentagon. So, you oh, know, good luck to you, Bill. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's when I yeah, realized, oh, so there's sorry. something not right with all this stuff. And then Corey Morningstar really showed me the way to why everything is all screwed up because there's billionaire NGOs posing as radical socialists that kind of blew my mind. And I was like, Whoa, there's a lot more going on here. And then once I figured, and then, um, as 2020 unfolded, um, that kind of also opened my eyes to what was going on with like, why the changes are happening and what they entail. So yeah, if we want to discuss some of that stuff, I can, absolutely. we will. Yeah, we okay. will. I just wanted to introduce you. I was like, I, we're just talking to this guy. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> People, people just are a like, researcher, yeah. just, just yeah, like yeah. Else okay, fair, what is going on. So, so before we get to that, um, I already love this this whole thing. I just got yeah, no, this is yeah, great. This I feel like is, you're yeah. like a part of the pod. I feel like you just you're just like here. <laughs> just, like, yeah. This place is great. It's, this place is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you're would would it be fair to call you a Marxist? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're Marxism, Marxist. Yeah. What do you think of people who are? taking marxism and they they'll put it in their twitter bio i'm marxist actual marxist actual this actual that marxist dash whatever yes yeah marxist (laughs) bidenist um you know any any anything like that people i thought that was ironic for a while there's a couple people i think that are actually marxist bidenist by the way and uh communist party usa (laughs) exactly what so what is it like seeing somebody because I, I I would say that I like a lot of things that Karl Marx say, but I don't know if I could say like I'm a Marxist, right? I don't know if I could say that. Yeah, but as somebody yeah. who is like an ardent Marxist, somebody when you see people who are just basically like when let's say COVID <laughs> hits is like stay inside and don't question anything, basically, where's your mind going as far as do I even believe what I believe anymore? Or were you still able to just be like, no, I'm a Marxist and I'm going to do this right because Marx warned us of a lot of cert- a lot of things. Marx and Lenin oh were like, God, you will be divided yeah. into subgroups. You will be divided amongst the working class mm-hmm. into subgroups, marginalized groups, this, that. This is Warren. This is in State and Revolution from Lenin too. the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, is saying you will be divided in a crabs in a bucket kind of way, saying <sighs> to, to claw your way out of this in- insurmountable thing Profit. against us. When really you're going to be basically racing to be the best people to obey us, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what, what is there? Like, where, where are you at visionaries? With that? So, okay, a lot of things there. Number one and number two. I uh, sorry, a few things actually. There's a lot Go going ahead. on here. Yeah. So, I would say for the whole Marxist thing is that like I guess this is more of like a psychosocial issue here, but there's a lot of very like infantilized people that don't really have strong boundaries of their identity. So if they see someone that like is part of their identity subculture and they do something different, they feel like personally attacked. And I think that's where a lot of Twitter discourse comes from. It's like, oh, you can't be me because you're saying this, but it's like, well, why don't you just worry about what you're thinking and less about like the labels and then just see like where the evidence leads us. Like, you know, if my, if my theory is that, you know, this whole COVID thing is not really the killer plague and they're actually trying to 
enslave us with this as like the reason, then we'll let it play out and see what happens. I mean, if there's like millions of people dropping dead from this thing, then obviously the people who said stay in their homes were totally right. I was an absolute idiot. However, you know, let's where, where's the evidence led us. And number two is that uh, speaking on the screen issue, um, a lot of people view Marx and Lenin through like, it's like a movie that you're, you're viewing and they're talking when in reality it's, what they're talking about is their world at that exact moment. When Lenin was writing um, imperialism, the high stage of revolution, uh, the high stage of uh, capitalism, it's, that was at that exact moment where there was cartels duking it out and, you know, the world was being, you know, he was totally right. He called World War One coming a mile away where he's like, yeah, they're going to break yeah. it all up. They're going to divide the world up again because there's not enough to go around and they need to chop it up because that's how the system works. So Lenin, like amazing, totally called, he called two world wars before they even happened. So I mean, like, you know, because, because he applied, you know, the Marxist thinking to the situation that, that they're in. And that's what we're not doing today. We're not applying Marxism to our current situation. We're pretending that the world is the same as what Mar Lenin was writing about when the world has completely changed. It's been over a century. So to think it's even the same is like so absurd. Like obviously yeah. certain parts of capitalism stay the same, such as like the tendency for the rate of profit to decline, which is why, you know, the world is getting all screwier and screwier when it comes to like slave, like it, it, we hit the point where it's, you know, economic crises right before COVID, yeah. which was like what Marx kind of talked about was like, there would be kind of like a point where we can't continue as capitalism. Right. Well, now, not, that's where we're at now where this is not like what it was like in that time anymore there people aren't getting like it's totally it's, different it's totally well it's, it's different because you're not like it, it, the reason why i'm trying to like okay i guess that's the hardest thing for me to say about this is that like explaining why it's different so i get caught up in explaining why the world is a hundred years ago is totally different but it's because now it's like we have absolutely completely different um like relations amongst countries too. That's another thing is that the whole like Soviet Union being overthrown and mm -hmm. China going capitalist, like for whatever reason that doesn't really enter people's um, ideas of like how that would possibly change how world politics are conducted. But if you think about it from a class struggle perspective, you know, one revolution, the Russian revolution, huge, huge advancement for humanity put back down. China, the Chinese revolution, amazing, huge, yeah. huge gains being made for, for like so many people across the world. I mean, it ignited like revolutionaries in, in America, like the mm -hmm. Black Panthers, that has been turned back. So where are we at now, right? Where's the last revolutionary places on earth? Like, and that's the only medic. question that we're running. Right? They're running parallel to neoliberalism is what they're doing. That's all it is. It's a parallel. <sighs> but I'll, like, I've always thought like contemporary Marxists. And it's like, I, I try to tell myself is like, look, like I like Marx. I should not. It's the same way like Gandhi was saying, like, I like I like Christ, but not the Christians. But I'm like the same way, like is like I like Marx, but I, these Marxists right now are literally running this like subculture to to neoliberalism, where it's basically yeah. like the rapper that hasn't put out a mainstream album yet, where it's it's, it's coming. It's, trust the plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I'm it's it's it, it, that's what I don't I, I just can't I have to stop myself from saying, oh, I don't like. I don't like the Marx stuff because of what the Marxoids 
are doing. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, I think and, Marx had a really famous quote about how he didn't call himself the Marxist. So I think yeah, this is yeah, a problem yeah, for a really long time. He knew. Yeah. He knew, yeah, he knew yeah. that this was going to get like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. The beaker, like where, he, where he's in the science lab and the beaker yeah. breaks and like a monster. He's like, oh my God, what did I do? Well, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a beautiful thing about Marx too is that he never really like, you know, there was no invention. It was just application of thought. And like, that's the most beautiful thing is you don't have to reinvent the wheel anymore, people. Like, you just have to apply mm. this to our current situation. And I think when it comes to like the Marxist situation, it's kind of seeing it as um, like how a class would go about conducting the class struggle. And I think that's where we're losing people because they're not seeing the fact that, you know, this digital stuff, like digital everything, yeah. is not really helping you know the workers i think there's a there's a beautiful part of capital uh, when marx is discussing um you know how like the uh the productive forces of england at his time you know could like you know they could have a socialist society a communist society but you know what do we have today right like obviously hundred like you know over 100 years now of advancement so of course there's you know more than enough technological capacity but then it begs the question like okay then what is this tech for and I think that's kind of where Marxists mm -hmm. and I divide. Not that I'm um, anti-Marxist. In fact, like I would love to bring as many Marxists along because I think that's what we need as many people who are yeah. not bogged down with the um, the idealistic stuff. Like we don't need people talking about how, oh, we just need a freer market or something stupid like that. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, we need like an actual like army to stop this stuff because, you know, like I don't know how much more history of people like masses of humanity dying that we need to see. But like that's like not um that's like a very real threat so the fact that it's like we're people are more concerned with like following the rules or something as opposed to like protecting ourselves i think at this point is kind of like i think where i di diverge because you know you gotta take a look at the uh, the evidence because the evidence is like you know these these plans for this like this you know te like technotronic world of you know having everything digitally controlled like that's the ultimate like prison for humanity that's yeah. like the plan basically it yeah. is to more or less like control us through these technologies through the behavioral psychology stuff like the nudging of people to act a certain way even these like psychological operations like covid and stuff where you know it's changing it's social engineering to get people to act a different way and like you need to uh, i guess where where, where i feel like sometimes i i don't get across to them is is that seeing that these, you know, these once like great revolutionary countries like China, it's um, what are they doing now, right? Like, why are they in this high tech economy with, you know, in bed with Israel on it? Like, what is, you know, what's happening here? What's Russia doing with its high tech economy? It's not the USSR anymore. Vladimir Putin is not Stalin. It's the, the historical parallels are, are, are like, you know, something from like a, like, just like, you know, like comic book characters. Yeah. They're not like real people based on like their actual policies and what they're doing, you know, I mean, I, obviously I'm not privy to behind closed doors. I'm just going off what people are seeing on the internet, right, like everyone right. else, but even there, you can see the, the, the groups collaborating. I mean, um, when it comes to the case of China, China, Russia, United States, you know, there's, it, it appears like, like, Oh my God, there's people are on the brink of world war three. And then, you know, you look into the technologies they're all employing and it's, it's the same technologies on the, on the people. And I know that, um, you know, I guess, and, and this seems to be an issue too in, in Marxist circles, the whole vaccine passport looming issue. Like, oh, why wow. is this, why is this technology that would, you know, basically have internal border systems being rolled out simultaneously in like multiple areas 
you know, what's the point of all that? Like, is it to make a profit? It doesn't seem very profitable to do all this stuff, but it seems like it would be very useful for, I don't know, like identifying people, you know, very easily who are like not going along with whatever is, you know, in, yeah. inside the vaccine. Oh. Um, people like right there, you know, you can just like stop those people right then and there. So it's like, that to me is, I think like the key issue of today is like seeing it through class struggle as opposed to these kind of like, like you're saying like parallel to neoliberalism. Like this isn't like a game to these people where they're trying to like outmaneuver the United States at like making more money than like, like China's not trying to like game the United States to have like a better 5G yeah. market with their like telecoms. It's very much so like, and I mean, if, if people would take the time to kind of read about, I mean, like what these like more, um, I don't know how to describe them, like this more spooky organizations like Atlantic Council or like, you know, the Rhodes Council or these people, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of hinting at a world divided into major sections. Yes. And like, that's like, you know, kind of building off what you said about London, like, that's like how they're dividing humanity. I where see. it's like wow. conquer, divide and conquer, but like based on like huge regions. And then already you can see how regions are being totally transformed where like America manufactured completely offshore you know, same thing with Canada. So like, what does that make us here? Right? Like, what are they going to, what are we going to, you know, what's the economy over here? Right? Like, is there a reason why they're kind of like turning back the clock on the economy? Is there a reason why they've kind of like, you know, mm. what's the reasons? The reason obviously is because it's like, it's more effective for the class struggle to, to take these jobs, put them in a more tightly controlled, mm. like, and especially in like Southeast Asia, like, I mean, Vietnam is now a huge manufacturing center. And also lo and behold, a place where the United States completely ravaged it with chemical weapons, you know, yeah, um, right. Yugoslavia totally destroyed with depleted uranium. That's, that's a lot of food there that is not going to be ever grown again. You know, Iraq, same thing, Mesopotamia, places mm -hmm. to grow food. Right. Yeah. So it's just, I guess like it's, oh, I guess maybe this is like a lot of history. So maybe if people aren't so well versed in history, it's like hard to see all these connections of like, Oh man, this is, it looks like they're kind of making the world like an uh, unlivable place for large groups of people. Yeah. And instead it makes it a lot friendlier for some kind of like weird billionaire dystopia Yes. instead. So I don't know. And like, especially with the whole, like, you know, um, Mar, like, like colonizing planets discourse. It's like, <laughs> you know, um, maybe they're just colonizing us here right now. Yeah. And like, this yeah. is like kind of how we're being drawn up. Sorry. That was a long that's all right. There. Boom. That's no, why we no, have you. No, I, I mean, we brought you here to, to say it. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. good. Um, you had uh, just just so for the episode's sake, I wanted to move to towards uh, just real fast. I, I noticed something in Canada. Um, what I'm seeing, I don't know what what province this is in or, or where it's at, but the uh, I've, I've noticing children can just go get like vaccines. They oh just, my god yeah. they can just walk yeah. up and just be like one vax please and then just yes. they're like which one don't care give me what's one the please. limit what's the yeah so uh, well, I, this is just kind of a take i have on it which which really bothers me is um and and again I'll, I'll speak for myself here because this might be a little controversial but um what i find funny about that is how a, ch a child let's say the child is age 12 right yeah. a very formative part of their their age right about to enter puberty or anything so by the uh, leftoid, and I won't say it's all left people, but a lot of leftoids no. are like they should have access to puberty blockers that could stop puberty from occurring. Right. They should yeah. be able to um, get a vaccine. Right. Get a get something that could alter their DNA. Technically, something that could happen like this. 
But then if they're like 20 years old, they can't date a 29 year old because that's an age gap. <laughs> so you know what I mean? You know what I know? Like it's, it's a, such a weird thing. They 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 make you an adult oh, at yeah. age 12 and you're a child at age 20 when you're in college or something yes, like you're that. Infantilize as an adult, but as an adult, you as a child, you're an adult. Yes, it's insane. Exactly. It and is. people don't see that people in, in, in America and I'm sure in Canada is the same way. Vaccines aren't viewed as that big of a deal, right? Like a lot of people, even the people that are like you get the ardent like pro vaccine people are like we need to get the vaccines. But a lot of people are just like, I'll just get it. I don't care. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, it's whatever. If I can just go back to my life, that's fine. But it's a big deal for like someone who's 12 years old that could be like, yeah, I'm going to go get it. You know, I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to mm-hmm. go get it. Now I'm picturing myself <laughs> as a 12 year old. I'm like, yeah, let me get a needle. You know, like, I, I don't think oh. I'd ever do that. But what like, what do you know? Oh, about get a that? tattoo as a 12 year old. Yeah, yeah, right. Might as well. Why, why not? The army. Literally, why not? Why can't you go get a, like, a, a, a tattoo? Both. Why can't? Hello. Okay, uh, I guess I'm speaking for everybody then. I was just gonna speak for myself because it was no, all right. You know, no, it's yes, the same, no, it's the same. Way. Okay, so there's there's a lot going on there because I think there's like you brought up the the trans the like the um puberty the trans issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puberty blockers. And and here's the thing is that I think that's a great example of fake leftery right there because I don't think um it's like ever been a huge LGBTQ issue to really like push this kind of stuff like as the way that they are. And then once you look into the, the uh, this is another great uh, reset fourth industrial revolution kind of thing, um, like transhumanism and kind of like that whole idea, mm-hmm. like then it starts to kind of make a little bit more sense where, you know, there's like an ideological bend to, you know, viewing the human body as like a problem that needs to be solved through technology and <laughs> all these types of uh, pharmaceuticals so and such. Yes. So I'm not like, and that's the issue though, is that people will conflate that and put that on transsexual people. And like, that's obviously not the case for transsexual people. They don't want this for everybody. It's right. the billionaires using this avenue to push the issue. And like a lot of people just can't seem to differentiate the two. And like, that's why I try not to like, you know, force the issue. Cause it's, it's not fair. Like there's people like it, 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 the billionaires are very, very good at these, at placing people who actually have fought for this, like the LGBTQ um, like, you know, revolutionary movement, they put them in front of it and make them take the heat, make, you know, make everyone hate them. But really, they're just trying to push their transhumanist agenda onto 12 year olds. Yeah. Or, or, and it's, it's terrible. And then they, uh, also on top of that, there's the whole like Greta thing, which, you know, is like a very like, just a whole other can of worms. But that whole idea where it's like children should lead the world kind of stuff, yeah. which is like sweet. And like, I appreciate it because like children, you know, are important and children are treated terribly by people like Jeffrey Epstein. And, you know, like, yeah, no he wasn't seems great. To care he about wasn't that. great with them from what I read. Or what Bill Gates was doing with <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. No one seems to care about that anymore. But no, yeah, you know, whatever about kids, whatever about kids and billionaires, we're not going to care about that. But that's why it's like, <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's like you, you got it where it's like, they're trying to not like, they're trying to make it so that kids can consent to these things because I don't know exactly about what's going on with the whole vaccine. I'm not a scientist. I don't really know what the ingredients are or what it would do to people. However, like you mentioned, they're stuck with this for life. So how you can make a life altering decision at 12, like you can't get a tattoo though. Cause that could like make you look ugly or whatever, but Bell's palsy, I guess is fine if you give it to a 12 year old, but whatever. Yes. Anyways. And like, uh, just the way I see this, especially in Canada, there was a, um, in Toronto, there was a, a vaccine pop-up clinic with free ice cream and a DJ uh, for 12, 12 year old children to like 18 year old children for kids. 
and uh, <laughs> they are and there's a line of cops surrounding them so i don't know like in, in the left world it's like cops cops anywhere evil like they're the worst and like i agree because i think cops are just a bunch of bootlickers who follow i mean they follow the covid rules so look at them that's how much useful they are that thin blue line they're really going to help us you know these yeah. cops eventually they're going to break free never got no because they're just a bunch of uh rule yeah. followers themselves but then in the left world you know no one thinks twice about this like heavily guarded vaccine clinic with a bunch of police around it like wouldn't that's that so automatically true. set that's... off a million alarm bells of like this is sketchy guys like why are the cops exactly this vaccine clinic but and then once again you know believing the caricatures and like pretending it's like a screen world there's this like evil anti-vax lobby that's like gonna attack these children or something and i think as long as you believe in those ghosts like you'll believe the most crazy tales about like why the police are there the police are there obviously because they're you know they know that this stuff is like extremely gross and offensive to the population and like you know yeah. i mean the right-wing media reported on it and you know showed people yelling at it and stuff but i guess like you know there you go it only reinforces in people's and left people's mind oh it's in the right-wing media so it's like evil yep. even yeah, though no. it's like well what's the subjective situation that we're dealing with here and it's pretty weird and yeah. troubling because when do you have like cops lining up around like doctor's offices for flu shots or something like this? It's not, not great normal. not great oh, and also a vaccine delivered by the military so that doesn't seem mm-hmm. to doesn't seem great anymore, but- no, I'm no, just picturing and- I'm picturing something really funny. I'm sorry, but like it's funny, but in a fucked up way. But like at the vaccine pop up clinic with the with the DJ, like yeah. it's just like like, you know, five minutes. Yeah, you know, they keep you in the holding tank. I mean, I haven't gotten it, but I guess they keep you in like a holding tank, you know, for observation right after but it's like can you imagine if like the dubstep drop hits like right as you get bell's palsy like like just wow and you're just like oh no i don't feel so good like but, that's, like um i think they would actually be playing oh um the spotify vaccinated playlist oh is that a thing yes look it up on spotify the, the oh vaccinated songs they got like here comes the sun and get hit me with your best not shot george, 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 george harrison cannot be on that i no, okay all right now that's <laughs> now it's personal yeah. that's not that's like my like my favorite oh, guitarist like yeah they gave uh a, a dozen or so uh teens the wrong vaccine pfizer is the only one approved oh, for yeah. kids and they gave them moderna instead so yeah. i mean nice. whatever that's, just well, kids, okay. right that's actually they're in the super, new experiment, so this is great. That's super yeah. Fa- that's super fascinating. The, the language of this, because I know that the the language of this stuff is important. You know, as I think as we'd all agree, and the whole thing is always, did you get the vaccine? You know, it's always mm. the and there's like which one? There's fucking like six. You know, like and they're all different efficacies. So like one of claim. them. One of them. And it's yeah. yeah, and it's this weird rhetorical trick that kind of I don't know if it's intentional or if, it, or if everyone just adopted it or whatever, but it's. I think that's super interesting. That is interesting. And, um, very interesting. Very and interesting. I wanted to ask you about because okay, we talked about the Marx thing, but then before that, you had you had mentioned you had jumped in talking about him uh, early on, which and it, it hit me because um, this is something that I had been thinking about for a while. Like, how far did he go in? Because you were alluding to that he predicted this this stuff pretty dramatically, and I agree. But like, how far did he go? Because like, you were talking about the tech stuff and how the tech thing is kind of a, a hurdle or a mental hurdle for us. We got to be able to understand that things are different today. Like, how far do you think he went versus how where he didn't go? In terms well, I of think today's with stuff? capital, like, I mean, they talked about machinery as like actually costing more for humanity and, you know, leading yeah. to worse, you know, like automation. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just automation, but also the machines in the factories, because, at, you know, mm -hmm. for, for a long time, people are like, oh, well, the machines make things better for the workers because it's easier. But really, it's machines are expensive. The capitalist only makes so much money. So, you know, the, the more the machine costs, the less the worker gets. Right. You know, pretty mm -hmm. simply. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, now we see that like fast forward 150 plus years and you're like, well, these machines are real expensive and we got a lot of people here. So yeah. something's got to give. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people see it like that, where they still, unfortunately, as people who would claim Marx, but never really reading it that closely or paying attention to what the hell he was trying to get at here, um, where it'll be like, yeah, this is um, the machines are actually helping us and that automation is good and drones delivering you stuff is not going to like. I don't know, lead to, you know, more problems down the road. And second of how far along did he see the politics of this stuff? Well, if you read his response, like the, the crushing of the Paris commune, he like discusses like the, the, you know, the financiers conspiracy to crush this like socialist movement. And it's like, well, I mean, how many more financier conspiracies um, have we seen in the years since the Paris commune in like, you know, 19th century. Right. So it's like, yeah. You know, this is one of those things where it's like, I think it's like pattern recognition more than it's like um, prophesized. Like, you know, these these thinkers, Marx, Lenin, like, you know, they saw what was going on. They, you know, wrote really succinctly like, hey, like, this is the facts. Look at the pattern, you know, see this, this is going to this. That's how we know what's going to happen based on like these yeah. like laws of motion of the economy. Right? It's like, I don't know. It's to me, it's like if you can't see the same thing playing out over and over and over again, like, you know, like that, like, like uh, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it kind of stuff. Like that's all we're seeing over and over and over again. And people really ought to read these thinkers and understand how power is yeah. you know, consolidated and like what he was talking about, what he means by like a class struggle, because I think that would clarify a lot of things for people. Because if you think about it, maybe if you read Lenin very literally and thought it was about like, nations at this point you kind of like that's not really the case because you know in the the world we have today we have global supply chains where yeah. you know goods aren't like you know where there's like this um this american cartel with all these like american companies it's not really like that like walmart's in china so it's yeah. not really like a national yeah uh, cartel fighting another national cartel these are like international well i mean the term for them is multinational companies right like these are multinational cartels. So the people who own them that are, you know, often married into the same families, like we're not talking about like different, like competing interests. Like these are all the same people doing the same things mm -hmm. just in like their region of the world, as opposed to like, and I don't know, I think it's like a lot of people think just because it's like a lot of people doing business all at one time that like they can't, I don't know. They couldn't all decide that, Hey, you know what, maybe these like UN sustainable, sustainable development goals that we all signed on to, like, maybe if we ran the world like this, it would be a lot better for us because we'd have like a completely controlled workforce. That's like, you know, God knows what they do to us pharmaceutically. Our, you know, environment is like toxic. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not that the walls are closing in. It's just like, you know, the world is, um, I mean, like the last revolution they're going to overthrow right here is like the French revolution of, you know, basic like civil liberties, right? Like even that's going to be yeah. taken away soon. So easily, well, it's, it's kind of already happened under COVID like COVID, like, I mean, I guess nine 11 too, where like, you know, habeas corpus, like we don't need that anymore, but now yeah. it's like, you know, it's getting even worse under COVID and whatever else comes next because, um, it's 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 a struggle right it's and like you like i love the um the football metaphor i really i really uh gravitated <laughs> to that i really appreciate that 
That's all I have. I I have nothing. I have nothing else to like. Seriously, like like if 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 you could put anything to a football metaphor, it's in. You know what I mean? It works for me. Maybe not most of the left. I left doesn't really like sports a whole lot for the most part. Especially get John Gruden in there. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But I think Army's gonna keep the ball here, and I think uh, (laughs) think uh, event two hundred one here faked out the uh, defensive end, the crashing end. John Hopkins offensive line. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. that's that's the beautiful thing of the of of it all it's you know these people like as we you know react to things real time on social media like there's you know algorithms that like deal with all this stuff and like can like sort through it and kind of like get where people mm-hmm. are at so it's like you see the simple like ball fake play action pass of um mm-hmm. you know uh it was bojo saying oh we're scrapping our vaccination passport plans and then of course everyone's like oh they're scrapping the vaccine passport everyone ha hurrah but it's like he said he's scrapping the plans mm-hmm. so that yeah. means that they can easily come back with any other pl- new plan yeah. they have you didn't beat anybody the, yeah you didn't beat like, anybody like the left i would say if anything is following the ball you know you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta watch the offensive line they're not gonna lie to you, you right know? whatever that uh, is you gotta, you gotta yeah. follow that you gotta follow you know not only follow the money but like if, if like and here's a great example for vaccine passports the common pass like the rockefeller foundation has like their own version of this stuff and like of course they you know the rockefeller dynasty has been, has been you know dominating america for over like a century now so to think that's like they're just like bit players and they could just be oh a few people that are like kind of sad about it online can like make them be like oh guys well we had this awesome plan we're just gonna like give it up now it's like <laughs> no this is a protracted struggle like this is going to keep going and going and going until people are you know subdued and yeah you know the class the class war is won for them and like what kind of envision what kind of vision do they have for us well if you look into the fourth industrial revolution stuff it's all there it's they talk about smart cities they talk about all digital payments they talk about um you know like the vaccine passports having your health passport determining where you can go and um and as well as like internal borders right but that's why the you know you know people need to give up on civil liberties because the whole idea of, you know, having an internal border, you got to prove your health pass before you go to the grocery store. That kind of violates all the basics of that. Right. So, you know, all that's got to go. And, you know, and with the the whole smart city, fourth industrial revolution stuff, a, a smart city, what is that? It's, um you know, oh, they, oh, and, and this is another thing too, like the, all the memes really screwed people's brains up. Oh, 5G, ha, ha. it's not like a joke, you know, like why yeah. would you need this super powerful telecom stuff? It does nothing. It does nothing for working people. I keep telling people 5G does nothing for you. Like why, it, why, why billions of dollars on it? Oh yeah, because yeah. there's a lot to gain from having, I don't know, real time data collection in every corner where you <laughs> stick one of those towers at. Like, oh, oh. What? oh that's so useful for us. Oh, or yeah. but I mean, if you're using the the like the leftoid version of it, it's oh well, like they're gonna make so much more money getting more people streaming more stuff. But it's like that doesn't mm. make it. Like Netflix doesn't like it you doesn't make can. any money that way. Yeah, you already can. So like, what's what's the point of spending more money on? There's no point. Yeah. Other than if you're going to use this to I don't know, like spy on people more effectively, automate um, more things. Yeah, Yeah, um, have Internet of Things and Internet of Bodies technologies where, you know, all these, you know, smart devices communicate with each other, can like can figure out your position based on like the connections (laughs) between the two, uh, between all the uh, Mm -hmm. um, between all the uh, devices. And then, of course, the Internet of Bodies, which includes like the implantable stuff. Um, like implants and stuff like that for, you know, I mean, Elon Musk kind of dropped the Elon Musk brain chip, but there's more to more to it than that. I mean, there's, um, there's wearable technologies uh, on the World Economic Forum. They 
showed the, like the, the digital passport shirt. So don't worry about having a phone or anything. Just, you know, in your shirt, we'll be able to figure out if, God, you know, yeah, yeah, they have a they have a Kickstarter. The yeah, WF. yeah. <laughs> like, us, yeah, we got this shirt plan. Yeah. yeah, next stop, the moon, guys. We're taking this to the moon. Oh, yeah, but we're totally going to the we, moon, guys. Definitely not stringing you along with that stupid story about like space colonization that was seeded into your mind in like Star Wars yeah. and Star Trek. That definitely wasn't trying to like distract you all. Like, <laughs> they're definitely not waging a class struggle like those silly Marxist people were saying. Yeah, don't well, them. listen to the science behind the, like the rhetoric around that. Yeah, the whole meme thing, like making or the microchip, you like, oh, microchip, oh, it's so dumb, you know. And but then you see the articles come out where they're like, oh, wait, is this another one of those things where they're that they're actually working on? And it's just um, like, boom, like you, you just you just fell into the trap, you know, you yeah. just you literally, you know, you you were given a chance to investigate something and you you turned it into like a like a right. snide remark and it's it's like man like yeah there's some crazy shit going down and we should you know i don't know it's just and it's not it's so it's not, it's yeah. not bad it's not crazy to think that maybe no. the global elites have figured out how to meme you know what i mean like that's not <laughs> that's not a crazy like conclusion to come to and also just just real fast just for the sake of time let uh, just get into the great reset a little bit um, we haven't really talked about it much. Now, my understanding of a lot of it is um, it's actually I, I, I've actually been reading um, a lot of people like to read when they're conspiracy theorists, right, or, or people who <laughs> go against the grain as far as what they're told. Um, I actually kind of like to read like what they're saying first, like the actual World Economic Forum. I like to actually see how they're marketing. Oh, yeah, it's super fascinating. First. I always think that's better. And they're doing a fucking fantastic job, by the way, like where I was reading <laughs> it. They said it was like an alternative form of capitalism that incorporates Marxism, which this rocks, by the way, to, to <laughs> say that. Like, yeah, this is actually on like World Economic Forum, like publications. And um they already targeted the yeah that's crazy so like the guy behind me yeah. right now if you're watching on youtube um like they're <laughs> they're guys who you know the, oh, you'll own nothing and and you'll be happy like that's that's fine but um what i i found one that one site and i'll, I'll put it up on the screen here um this is uh it's basically oh so the world economic forum says and this is from uh, the oxford blue uh mm. this isn't really like a counterculture newspaper as far as i'm uh uh thing this is actually like kind of going along with they're saying they're saying capitalism as we know it is dead the wef world economic forum says and the stakeholder capitalism is needed in this case rather than pursuing profits companies would pursue the well-being of all people and the entire planet essentially stakeholder capitalism would be capitalism with a dose of marxism just sprinkle it in like uh, parsley and herb something like that and uh which would the wef believes is needed for capitalism to survive this would serve to eliminate the disparities seen during the covid19 crisis during which billionaires have increased their wealth by over 25 percent blah 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 jeff bezos uh has grown all, all that stuff so they're using this great reset right this is the world economic forum headed by klaus schwab and yeah. um uh klaus schwab is is very interesting to me because somebody who's describing an alternative to capitalism but it's still capitalism so he's kind of dipping his toe in both sides and uh then if you look at klaus schwab right who you know that name sounds very german you'd be correct <laughs> and uh you're like how german right i can't say all germans are nazis uh let's look up gunther schwab his father um <laughs> that's a great great wikipedia page by the way um 
So his uh, early <laughs> life, right? His early his early life. Uh, what? Hang yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So after the First World War, um, his family, the, the Schwab family was merchants. They moved to Vienna, Austria, where Schwab discovered his love for nature. Uh, which great guy already. And uh, in Vienna, the natural order of things where the Aryans are on top. Love. Nature. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's like, actually nature rocks the oh, way. Nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually love it. Um, so in Vienna, he joined the NSDAP, otherwise known as the Nazi party. Um, and uh, he was with the brown shirts. And uh, <laughs> I like this part right here where it says as an editor of Lieben Schultz protection of life, which is a great, publication it sounds like and uh he, he I mean, is re- protecting life what do you have against protecting protecting life? life yeah how could Come you on. be against that but he was <laughs> he was repeatedly accused of racism <laughs> like i like how there was oh. some sjw back in like 1930 that was like hey that's that's racist <laughs> hey this stuff uh, about calling communism a bolshevik jew virus this could be really racist guys like I yeah don't know about this stuff. so so we're so the, where where i'm going with this point is the World Economic Forum, right? And I'm not saying Marxists are supporting the World Economic Forum, but they are indirectly in an extent. Like a lot of the a lot of the left, they are doing it indirectly by telling. Well, I mean, China is a member, right? So it's like you know, however many Marxists hitch their wagon to China, then hitch their wagon to the World Economic. It's the same yeah. plan, right? If like the you- shoe fits, wear it. Let's just say that much, right? Like if you're supporting this stuff, like then that's fine. But then they will go out and tell you that your garbage man could perhaps be a Nazi. Right. Like the, he yes. might have stormed the Capitol. He might have he might have done all this kind of yes. stuff. He might have threatened our democracy, which apparently we like now. And <laughs> um, and and then and then you're like headed by an actual Nazi descendant. Klaus Schwab World mm-hmm. Economic Forum is taking place. So now I said a lot there, but I really want to know, like, what the hell no, is the Great Reset? Okay, what is that's the awesome. Thank you so much for all that background because you covered all the stuff I would have had to say. So Sorry. Yeah, I, I was no, no, sitting perfect. on that Thank for you. a while. I didn't. I, I, I need to send more people to Schwab's father. That's great. Yeah, um, that's yeah so great. Carl Schwab might actually be better. <laughs> I was just thinking about like, the whole time. Like, what, yeah. Yeah. How's this progressive car insurance rather yeah. than actual progressives. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah. the, um, the great reset. So this is their branding of the class struggle, right? Of this, like, you know, this catalyst and Klaus Schwab has a great book on this called COVID-19, the great reset. And it was really like really eye-opening because in it, he talks about how COVID-19 is not that big of a deal. Like literally I'm like, Whoa, you're <laughs> like, I wrote it. Yeah. It was like the guy who's like, you know, leading the COVID response in the world. Right. Cause like world economic forum is partnered with the UN and the UN is partnered with the world health organization. You know what I mean? So it's all kind of very like tightly controlled. So I was like, that's a weird messaging that you're getting in here, but I guess like they just assume that nobody is going to read their books except for like other like powerful people. So yeah. they're just there and when like the media won't report on it cause God, they're pretty controlled. So, um, but yeah, so he talked about how it's like not that big of a deal, but um, the, the effects of it are going to linger for a very long time, which will usher in this new age of um, digital. Um, that's what the fourth industrial revolution is talking about is like the digital aspects of everything. And more, if I were to sum up what the point of all this digital stuff is, is basically that it can be their version of like a tightly controlled um system where like it's it's not necessarily like they were like they mentioned in there it's not about like the money per se anymore it's like this idea of like you can control and like bill gates like talked about this on his um his microsoft blog about like their climate dashboard kind of thing where it's like if we can hook up like everything to this like 
um, to just constantly surveil everything, like all the emissions, like all the people being born, everything going on on the earth via yeah. dashboard and like an, an algorithm, and, which is where the whole digital or agile governance, these are like the buzzword terms, right. are you where basically it's like, and like I was talking about earlier in the smart city where, you know, the light posts and um, like everything in the smart city would be kind of uh, tied up in the internet of things technology, which would then be able to track like everyone moving around, like the cars going down the street or like people walking around and be able to kind of like know where everything's going on all the time. And, and with this information, they think that they can like um, basically run the, run the earth. And the, there's a double-edged sword to this because there's, it feeds into petty bourgeois people's Jetsons fantasy that like the elites were benevolent this whole time and they were trying to take us to Mars. Mm -hmm. And obviously they're not because Marxists, you know, we got to understand there's a class struggle going on to, you know, control humanity, just like, you know, slavery and feudalism. Here we are again, except with this like now like, capitalist feudalism. It's ironic mm -hmm. that they bring in Marxism. And I think that's also part of the plan, which is like to um, use like China as like the, and Marxism as the evil other that has like tainted capitalism mm. because the Chinese system, um, just a quick run through history. So after Mao died, Deng Xiaoping um, was, and the capitalist rotors succeeded the gang of four. And these people were very, very friendly with like Henry Kissinger and, you know, they, they subscribed to this like uh, technocratic system so as you can see in china it's kind of like a kind of like a dry run of what the rest of the world would kind of look like because china already has a social credit system it already has smart cities being built it's yeah. um and uh yeah also um our, our chinese um uh, aristocrats pre um even uh pre uh japanese colonialism in uh, the 20th century um Chinese uh, aristocrats had a strong affinity for um, like uh, Western medicine and like Rockefeller medicine They had a Rockefeller university open there like a well, uh, well over a hundred years ago. So it's, this is not new to like Chinese society. That's kind of like um, Western like influence and like, uh, like, um, like th this is not new for them to be tied at the hip like they are today. Cause like, that's, that's really what's going down with this whole great reset kind of thing, which is that, they used COVID-19 to unfortunately put humanity in a really horrible place. People are extremely divided now. Like you, like you mentioned before, crabs in a bucket, you know, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, you yeah. know, people defined on national lines, right? You're in like, oh, you're in evil Russia, evil China, evil America. It depends on what, where you are, but everyone around, like other people are evil, um, very divided. And now it's using that, um, division as well as suppression of our basic civil liberties to roll out these um, technologies and this new way of, you know, acting like social distancing and such like that. To, because once like, that's the case, like, it's not like we're going to go back and you're going to have like a room full of people like without, I mean, to, I guess with people who are like less affected by COVID, but you know, people who taken it really, really seriously, like they're not psychologically able to do that anymore. Right? You've yeah. kind of maimed people in a way. Right. So it's kind of like playing on that to further the goal. And like, as long as people resist to this, like it, it's an ongoing struggle, humanity, as much as bad as it's been this past year, you know, humanity is still not broken and people in India have the Indian farmers movements risen up against it. They've, you know, mm -hmm. correctly identified Modi as, you know, being a cap, uh, being a puppet of other capitalist interests and, are you know fighting back against him and like what kind yeah. of um, uh, 
you know, what kind of policies they're implementing in, in India. I mean, India already has the biometric IDs, right? That's what they're trying to get for everybody, yeah. basically, like your fingerprints or like retina scan and such. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting back, realizing that like they're tied together. Um, Russian uh, revolutionaries as well, you know, thank goodness the Russians, we could really use them right now um, to fight back. You know, they're fighting. Um, they they understand that Putin is using COVID as like a guise for implementing only further fascistic, you know, um, laws and such like that. But it, it's, and that's where it's like kind of sad because here that's not the case. People do not believe that at all. They just no. think it's like, oh, things are changing, but it's all because of the bungling. And if only people had did the pandemic right, like China, yeah. then it wouldn't end up like this. But I'm like, well, pe- like, you know, the Chinese system is ultimately what they want to impose here. But I guess because it's like, you know, um, it's because people are so ahistorical and unfortunately quite also like very like, um, they're not nuanced. No, it's not nuanced. They just think it's like, oh, it's in China. So the evil Chinese came up with it. They're trying to practice the evil Chinese virus, but it's, you know, obviously without history, which is that, you know, these were like a cooperative thing where, you know, the Chinese like implemented eugenics, like the one child policy based on the advice of like Western medicine. So there's like a, you know, people working together to, you know, impose their power, impose their will upon humanity. And I guess like that idea is really hard for people to get. I think everyone would probably be able to grasp it a little more if they stepped away from social media for a while, away from the hot takes. But, I hear uh, you. Yeah, yeah. The Great Reset. And, and the, the, oh, well, the, the, in, the Indian Farmers Revolution, I what I find funny about that is the, the news stopped reporting on that the second it became not useful for the the COVID narrative. And once they started protesting that, then they're like, they dropped that like a hot potato, you know, that was, you don't right, get before they were using it as like a little tool, you know, but it was, yeah, it was just a perfect, you know, something we all know happens, but just in real time, you know, it's fascinating to see. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, that's, I, that's true. And, and uh, so I guess my last question for you um, would be, okay, so let's take the narrative that maybe, I guess me, I would have scoffed at by Alex Jones a long time ago, right? The the globalist narrative, right? Like the the just it's globalist, one world government, new world order, that kind of stuff. <laughs> How far off is that right now? So um, Alex Jones is like the perfect like CIA agent, like shit coder of everything because like he has his whole like family connections to all that and such. So it's like you can see how, you know, this guy is like given a script to kind of like make these things look absurd. Mm. So it's like he's close, but like so far off, like it's like a broken clock right twice a day kind of situation with Alex Jones. But as far as the the one world government kind of stuff, like they're kind of like, especially with the the COVID stuff, that's like very present because it's um, like everyone's COVID stuff gets uploaded to COVAX. So that's the, um, that's the, uh, that's the Bill Gates, like UN um, global, like COVID database, like control the COVID pandemic. Right. So like, that's kind of like a very early, like, it's not a government, obviously it's just an, it's like a, it's like a, it's just an institution to kind of deal with the COVID stuff. Right, right, right those are the building blocks of this stuff because you're going to need a system with like everyone's like um, everyone's identity on it. Everyone's um, everyone's uh, like, I mean, with it, you have their biometric data, you have their DNA, like you have so much with that, with that to begin with. And that's like a building block right there for a, like I uh, mentioned earlier, MasterCard's a tr- uh, um, trust 
stamp. All they need is your biometrics and they can have like a totally workable um, uh, credit system where they can like give you like uh, give you loans just based on your biometrics. Right. So like, I mean, it's happening, but it's not like, I don't know. It's not like Alex Jones said it. Right. And I think that's the point, right. Is that they kind of seed you one version of it, very apocalyptic, very weird, very like unbelievable. Narrative driven, very narrative driven too. Almost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, a very rising action kind of like, you know, it's it's just weird. Right. That's the way I describe it. It's like, it just sounds like something that wouldn't happen in actual, like if you knew anything about history. So I would say uh, to Alex Jones, not very real, but um, global governance, very real because global governance is, and from global governance, it gets even worse because then it'll become um, agile, which then means it's run by AI. So that's like ultimately what they're kind of looking for is like um, uh, powerful, powerful people would much rather have uh, us being dictated what to do by an algorithm that's like oh too many people are um, I don't know doing whatever activity is causing too many emissions or whatever you know ridiculous kind of um, yeah kind of demand and then hey we can move Boston around but like and that's another thing too about the sorry the other side of the coin is that it's this system of like tech like technocratic stuff is like really like Jetson like because a lot of it just from my own personal experience with like um, these kind of like futures now companies is like, it's not, their tech isn't very good too. So how much <laughs> of this stuff is going to work? Like, I don't think much of it to be completely honest with you. So because it's like, it's based on their ability to use our tax dollars, our money to fund this stuff, right. waste our, you know, futures building all this pointless crap that is not good for anyone, but like them, their own personal interests. And, you know, however many humans are totally destroyed along the way um, is obviously of no consequence because like they've mentioned before, uh, overpopulation is a huge problem to uh, population con- population council members, uh, uh, Jane Goodall and um, uh, what's the Sir, Sir David Attenborough, like the spokespeople of the environmental crap. So it's it's um, it's it's a narrative that's definitely like the futuristic stuff is meant for the petty bourgeois people who think that they'll have their own little, um, they'll get their own little, uh, little apartment uh, pod that they can live in and stream and I don't know, have like virtual reality sex. I don't know what they want from this. Yeah. Out of the trough. That's the DoorDash guy just pours slop into (laughs) the bugs. Yeah. Yeah, You can eat your bugs. Cicadas. The cicadas are back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, delicious and nutritious. Yeah, but yeah, but in reality, the billions, like billions of people, aren't going to survive this stuff. Like the Great Reset is like the, um, it's the beginning of a very long, very long tragic arc for humanity because it's just how you can claim to be saving so many, saving lives whilst like killing millions of people due yeah. to like depriving them basic. Yeah. necessities like healthcare people are shut out from hospitals because covid or you know they're telling farmers not to produce food we're going to pay you not to produce food or um you know and also all the places destroyed by war so it's hard to believe that this is like saving lives because i think what we're going to see is a lot of people you know being depopulated um sadly and it and honestly breaks my heart and why i'm trying to get the word out now about kind of like this like that there is some method to this madness that we see around us it seems like chaos it seems like um, people like are just bungling their way through, but unfortunately this is what yeah. they, what has been wanted for us for a long time and has sadly been alluded to very dodgy characters by Alex Jones, but it's unfortunately a real phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. And what about, um, 
I guess the one thing I, I was that freaked me out what was when I saw the colonial pipeline in the United States, right? The software was hacked um, uh, and and all distribution of that gas was basically halted because it's, it had all been automated and uh, the truckers had been let go because you didn't need truckers anymore if this pipeline was working. And um, the World Economic Forum had warned of cyber pandemics, you know? Yeah. And... I mean, is that a coincidence? I, I guess, like, because I, I freaked out about absolutely it not. No, that's no. 100%, yeah, 100% like, like that felt like a test. Like to me, this whole thing, yeah. like, if I'm gonna really put on my tinfoil hat, this felt like a test. COVID felt like a test, right? Because it's a, a virus that really does not well, kill a lot of it people. Did, it did what it, it was meant to do. Like that's the thing. There's not like they like it, it's you can see it. Like they go crazy with it right at the beginning, like full on propaganda blitz. Then as it wears off on like you know sensible people it's, you know, a lot more sensible things are being said. Like it's becomes less like hyper, uh, hyperbolic, um, with the hacking of it. I mean, the story is absolutely absurd that like these like random group of people just like held this whole pipeline hostage for like, well, Chiefs fans, they were Chiefs fans and Chiefs fans don't know how to use computers. That's what I, that, that, that's my thing, dude. Like, like they don't have access to them and, and they don't know how to use computers. I mean, like what, how can you, you got to blame it on a way more competent, fan base in my opinion <laughs> as a football fan. fans yeah they're, yeah, they're mad so, about the super bowl um, yeah like it's, i know yeah, get over it. stuff man and it's like, yeah. like i totally agree with you it's like i mean it's a test insofar as like it's like you know seeding it in our minds like you know allowing us to like you know meditate on it for a little bit and think like oh yeah this could totally happen again couldn't it then next thing you know the thing like you said does happen and um, yeah, the, uh, the warning of the cyber pandemic, that's another thing that's like event 201 level stuff where like, if they're basically given the game away and it's a must watch, I would say for like how this, and then, and then personally, this is where I think, um, the cyber pandemic scare, cause it'll be, uh, some kind of like evil other hacking group of like North Korea, China, Russia, like, I don't know, insert comic book villain country. And um, then it'll be the reason to, you know, because you know how like China has its own internet that's like separate from yeah. like uh, American yeah. internet. I think that will be the uh, the reason to divide us because I mean, like it's a global issue at this point and like, you know, people are connected on the internet, but at the same time, the internet, you know, it was, I mean, created by the military. It was not necessarily, you know, for us to enjoy. Right. Know, it's not like just to share memes on all day, every day. It's got military applications here, right? And what they're going to do with it, I think, will like kind of open people's eyes to like, you know, these like quote unquote like technological advancements. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily like, I mean, it was an advancement in tech, yeah, but did it advance like any of our lives? Like, no, I think it's just a more, it's easier to centralize or, well, appear decentralized, but still be on like ultimately the same system. So yeah, the wow. cyber pandemic stuff is definitely uh, down the pipe. And it's very interesting how more and more people are going digital now. So, you know, God knows how that'll, you know, affect people who are, yeah. you know, totally caught up in their fucking screen world. Mm -hmm. Damn. Crazy. Crazy. Well, I, I think that's a good end point. Um, uh, Spencer, I, I really appreciate you coming through. This was fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think we lifted anyone's spirits, but we might have notified anybody. I mean, we might have notified. Some um, people, well, right? you know what? OK, can we end on the the, tr the a positive note? Then? Yes, because, uh, we, know, we love anything. That. If yeah. anything, all this has proven is that even with like all the lies and all our, you know, very 
high strung petty bourgeois friends who went along with the COVID narrative and like started snitching on people asking, Oh, why are people out? Even amidst all this madness um, and the people who've been acting terribly and selling out humanity, humanity is still not broken. Humanity is still fighting back and humanity is not going away. Even just because Mm -hmm. just because the billionaires say so doesn't make it so. And that's why I think it's um, why people need to be like less spectator, like, and a little bit more realize that like, Hey, if you just say no, like, there's more people that agree with you. It's just, it's all, all in a lot of people's heads that they're, you know, just because people on Reddit say something like people on Reddit live in basements. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about people like that. You don't like, those aren't real yeah. people working every day. You know, it's um, humanity won't just like lie down, even, even in the face of the, like the worst it's been through yet and worse yet to come, people aren't going to lie down and die. And like, if you can't, if you can't understand what side you're on at this point, like, and see through like these people that have maybe been brought up as trusted figures that have been selling you like total lies about a virus, total lies about everything else and realize that, yeah, there's actually, you know, yeah, that's one big influencer. Yeah. But there's also like billions of people that believe the truth. So, you know, what side are you really on here? Yeah. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. Spencer, I, I mean, you, this is your first time on, I, I, I can't say it'll be your last cause I, I, I might have to have you on again. Uh, sometime. I would love to. yeah, no, it's fantastic time. You can follow Spencer on Twitter. He's at Spencer Latu. Just, I, who'd you pay for that name? You just got your name on Twitter. Like that's, uh, that's, <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Um, I do too, by the way, but I'm just saying I didn't pay anybody for that, but, uh, the, uh, do you do you like write anything? I, I I feel like you're you're almost not you're wasting all this knowledge, man. No, you're not writing. I need to write. Yeah, I've 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 been I've been pushing into action. And I just need to do my part for the cause. And you know, like I've just been I think yeah. just been too focused on like social media stuff. And I think it's just time to just put all yeah. that away and just yeah, worry threads, about what's important. Threads aren't the same, man. You got to put got to put some stuff no. out there. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not the same. So that's good, man. I appreciate you coming through. Um, this is Rare Candy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Rare Candy Pod One. He's at Crypto Sci. I'm at Glenn Rockney, and uh, we appreciate you guys for coming through. Um, this episode is a little delay. It's on Memorial Day. It's going to come out uh, next Monday. We just dropped an episode today, so um, I don't think anything was too time sensitive on here. I'm pretty sure the problems we talked about today will still exist next Monday. I hope they don't. Um, I hope they don't. Do. I hope they don't. That would be awesome if this episode, if I just scrapped it, if I was just like, well, the this odds is dumb. Yeah, yeah, this is dumb. This why, why did we say all that? Millionaires. <laughs> they, changed, they changed their mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're listening via Zoom headquarters right now. But uh yeah, all right, all right, Spencer. Well, we appreciate you coming through. Um, everybody have a good week. Uh, this is Rare Candy Podcast. Peace. All right, guys.